This is Save Cell Chanel, episode 11. If you're new to this podcast, this is an audio diary. Uh, it's raw, unedited, a pod audio diary of the different ways I save and sell the week prior. And it helps me accountable and I use both my saving and selling journey to help me on my debt-free journey. And today is March 17, 2019, and I have a lot to talk about today. Um, in terms of what happened last week, in terms of saving, for a vast majority of what I did is I did not have the chance uh, to go and eat out at different restaurants or try at new coffee shops like I normally do. And the reason being is I was training a new employee for Monday, actually Tuesday through Friday. So I didn't even have a chance to eat my own lunch because I was training. And what's really good about me training someone new is that it's going to help my future self because the faster this person gets trained, the less work that I have to do in the future. So sometimes you have to make some sacrifices and in order to help your future self. So it's also great to have someone fresh and new who is interested in the position and who is willing to kind of figure out what you're doing and who can help you out in the future. So in terms of also not eating out of restaurants and coffee shops. I will be trying to cut that down because I will be going on vacation in May to Chicago for my niece's graduation. So I'm trying my best to not spend any money, especially because I will not have any uh, vacation time or sick days to use because I used all of them during my Thanksgiving and Christmas vacations last year. So it's going to be a nice, interesting journey for me to see how I'm going to use e-commerce to build some extra side money in order to go on vacation and to help pay my bills and also provide for my Chicago trip. So I'm also going to log all of that and tell you guys how much I sold and I'm really going to push more in terms of listing, especially going into the spring and pre-summer months. So a lot of vacations are coming up. This past week was um, spring break. So I know a lot of people weren't shopping as much, but especially after spring break, more people will be purchasing items for for Easter and for summer vacation. So I'm really trying to ramp up all of the listings that I have. Last week, I um, tried my best to list as much as I could. I actually, it was really difficult even for me to upload one of my previous videos, which was on Friday, which was how to decorate for Mardi Gras, March Madness, and St. Patrick's Day, which is today on a budget. So you can look at that up on my YouTube channel under Save Sell Chanel. Um, I'm also going to move on to the next topic, which is selling. So in terms of selling, I was able to sell five items. And in terms of what platforms I sold them on, um, and if you're new to this podcast, I do sell on four platforms. My main one is going to be on eBay. I do have two eBay um, accounts. The first one is going to be an actual store that is focused on women's products. The second one is going to be on men's products. And then I uh, cross post them to Poshmark, Mercaring, and Depop. And if you are unfamiliar with those platforms, Poshmark is mostly going to be clothing, men's, women's, and children's clothing. And then Mercari is kind of more like an eBay where you can sell most of the items, uh, hard goods on there as well. And Depop is going to be focused mostly on vintage and streetwear items. So I try to create a diversified diversify my platforms so that I can prevent from having zero sale days. 
So in terms of what I sold last week, I did sell a Neiman Marcus suit, a women's suit. It was very Chanel inspired. And you can also take a look on my Instagram under Save Sell Chanel to see what that suit looked like. I personally bought that for myself, but because of the industry that I work in, which is in metal sales, I didn't really feel like that was a look that would work best in my day job. So I went ahead and posted it on eBay. It did take some time to sell and it did sell for $30. So I was happy about that. I mean, I could have asked for more, but it's been sitting in my closet and I'm just ready to get rid of new items. I have a lot of inventory and also, with my whole weight loss journey, I'm ready to move on and to get new clothing that will fit better. So I'm trying to clear out my closet. It is spring, so this is a good time to really keep things that will, as Marie Kondo would say, spark joy in my life. So holding on to things that matter and trying to find a new home for these items, especially moving on into the upcoming months. I also sold an Eileen Fisher pair of jeans, which I bought in a mystery box from Lindy Glenn on Poshmark and it was four women's jeans for seven dollars so I already sold that for 25 bucks so I already made back the money from that mystery box so I'm super excited about that definitely made money off of that mystery box if people are hesitant about mystery boxes I would definitely recommend taking a chance on them especially if it's from a reliable seller definitely take advantage of it they sometimes a lot of these other resellers they just have such a surplus of inventory that they just need to get rid of it because of space so I was really glad that I was able to make my money back so any other sales that I make is going to be pretty much icing on the cake from here on out I also sold a Brooks Brothers dress and um the Eileen Fisher no actually the Brooks Brothers dress and then I sold um a Sanford and Son t-shirt and Victoria's Secret top, uh, bikini top on Poshmark and there were no um, offers there or they just bought it outright. So I was really happy about that. That was a really good day. And I want to emphasize the importance of sharing on Poshmark because some people have crazy, crazy schedules. And like this week, I really didn't have any time to share my own personal closet to any of the posh parties or usually share my closet in the morning, noon, and night. It's because I was coming in early, planning out my training schedule, training this new employee, and then I had to stay late to work on my own projects, which is completely fine. That's my responsibility. It's my my duty to fit within my job to go ahead and complete the tasks that I need to do within um, my job. So I'm totally fine doing that. Um, and then I would go home and I would get home pretty late uh, from around seven o'clock or so. And then I would, be, I would have a very difficult time to have to either go to, make a decision, go to the gym, or go ahead and package up uh, my items and go to sleep and then continue it for the rest of the week. So it was kind of a tough time last week, just understanding time management and having the energy that I need to continue on with all of my side projects too. Um, it was also crazy busy because I wasn't able to usually do my eating schedule, especially with my intermittent fasting where I eat 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. I usually eat lunch at 11, but I had to move it because of the training schedule. So typically I have my breakfast at 10 a.m., which is um, yogurt and fruit, and then lunch at 11, and then uh, get ready to eat around 6, 6.30. Um, but with the whole training, I really didn't even have time for breakfast. I barely had any time for lunch. And then I got home, I barely had any time to eat dinner. So it was 
really hard for me to keep a really good diet this week and it's probably going to be the same way going into next week so we will see what will happen in terms of my weight loss journey but overall I am still toning up and I'm really happy that I'm still on a good track in terms of my healthy wage so I'm happy about that and I'm also happy that I'm saving money by not going out and buying all these impulse purchases so that is a good thing to keep in mind. Um, I also want to say that in terms of selling I did try to take some time during the week to list more take photos and list more items but you know how it is sometimes whenever you're starting to list items assist um items start to sell and those are my one of the tips especially when it goes on, comes to ebay is that in terms of the algorithm i do not personally pay for promoted listings i know that a lot of people use promoted listings to help turn their inventory faster i already do not i already spend a little bit of money to have one of my ebays to have an ebay store so i don't want to allocate any more money on there especially since i just may not have a good roi considering the fact that i don't have very many active listings on my ebay store so i try not to spend too much on my ebay store and promoted listings i kind of set it and forget it i'll go ahead and list my items list it there and let the algorithm work what is interesting is that I finally got notifications where on eBay they're doing offers to watchers. So I've been trying to utilize that, but so far I haven't had any luck with that type of um, means of making sales. So I have been testing that out, offers to watchers, which is another key thing that I want to say. It's good to diversify your usage of e-commerce platforms because sometimes other platforms will start borrowing or implementing other types of applications from one app into theirs. For instance, that offers to watchers is a very similar situation um, on Poshmark, which is offers to likers where a person will like an item and then you as the seller have the option to send them a private sale. Now that is also, I think, prior to it was launched on Mercari before on eBay, but uh, I could be wrong on that. Um, but this is my first time where I actually used it on eBay. I have been using it on Mercari, but I haven't really had any luck on there either. So it's going to be more about me determining my marketing strategy in terms of utilizing those options but I feel that it's more effective on Poshmark in terms of offers to likers and that's why my pricing structure is a little bit different on Poshmark than it is on other platforms so and if you have questions on kind of how and why I do have a certain type of pricing structure I did create a YouTube video and reasons why um, why I love selling on Poshmark and five tips to selling on the platform and that is available on my YouTube channel under Safe Sell Chanel and I will also link it in the description box too. And in terms of using that diversification and understanding other platforms, had I not sold on Poshmark, had I not sold on Mercari and already been versed in that type of usage of that application, I would probably have been kind of confused as to how to even use that offers to watchers feature on eBay. Granted, I could have gone and read an article or watched a YouTube video, but luckily I already knew how that function worked because I was already using that on our on the Poshmark platform. So don't be afraid to at least diversify because some of these platforms, they will take a look at their comp competition and kind of figure out how they can be competitive and unique in their own market. For example, how eBay is not 
um, doesn't have a preset flat rate shipping options. They do have it where you need to weigh it out and um, measure everything so that it could be specific to that to that um, item that you're selling. Whereas Poshmark has one flat rate fee, five pounds or below, it's one price, which can be expensive, especially if an item is less than 16 ounces or 12 ounces, it starts to become very expensive. Such as Mercari is kind of a combination of eBay and Poshmark, where Mercari will have that flat rate fee for something that's 12 ounces or less, and will also have a set pricing label based on the pounds so it is easier for you to ship out on mercari so i really like and appreciate diversifying all of these different platforms and the same thing goes with depop depop also has the 0.5 the um and it will guide you on like specific ranges to use for the different weights so i feel like in terms of poshmark mercari and depop having set weights and shipping labels i feel like they have an advantage over ebay in terms of the shipping and for if you're a new seller to use those different platforms to approach shipping in a not in a very hassle-free way and so that's just my little tidbit here i really noticed the evolution of ebay and how it's transitioning and starting to incorporate different things from its competitors. And what I also want to say in terms of social media and even utilizing social media into eBay. So the use of promoted listings is very similar to, to now how you have promoted listings or promoted um, posts on Instagram. And in terms of the algorithm or attempting to modify or have a better reach or impressions on Instagram or even eBay. So those are similar things. I feel like if people are not on social media, you should be, um, even if you're not posting constantly, like just random things, just to see how these algorithms work. Because at the end of the day, items that you post on your Poshmark page, on your eBay page, on your Mercari or Depop, they are going to be posted on Google under SEO and search engine optimization. So if you kind of understand how the system works and it's all a game, but in terms of quote unquote being a game, you are actually making money from it right away. It's it's your business, it's understanding marketing strategies and it's implementing it in such a way that you will have the ability to sell things. Um, and it's all for me a game because of understanding how um, on Posh or Instagram that you have a promoted listing, you'll have more reach, you'll have more views and people can click on your link on your Instagram page. The same could be said for eBay where you have a promoted listing or it is sponsored and most people will be able to take a look at it on their feed. And the same thing goes for Amazon. If you are an Amazon seller for you to have a sponsored listing, you will have more eyes on the app more eyes on your item. So it's definitely understanding how these algorithms work. And I feel like people who are shunning themselves away from social media, I feel like you definitely need to understand how that algorithm works because it is also very similar. There are some mirroring items that are very similar on e-commerce. So by understanding how both sides of those work, it will definitely help you in the long run. And especially going on Instagram and having the ability to link or actually have your own store now from Facebook to Instagram where you can go ahead and shop directly on Instagram. 
you should be able to learn how e-commerce and social media are combining together to create its own beast and its own marketplace. So over time, I really want to learn that as well. But it's going to be something that it's all about testing and trial and error. Um, on the line, in terms of social media, I do want to touch um, a little bit on that and talk about how <laughs> last week there was, what day was it? I believe it was on Wednesday that Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp were down for over 14 hours and people were freaking out. And to be honest, I usually post every day if I do have a sale, you know, to say like I had a sale. I know I'm crazy busy, you know, but at least someone, even if you're crazy busy too, luckily that there's e-commerce, I was able to make a sale on the side while um, sleeping or, you know, making extra money that I wouldn't have had otherwise. So I usually have those posts around lunchtime, but I had noticed it wasn't going through. And so I was just busy training this new employee and I didn't even realize this was a huge thing. So I finally went online and my husband said, yeah, they had put on Twitter that Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp are down right now. And it was crazy. And then what it really brought to my attention is if you do pay attention to Gary Vee, and Gary Vee always says this in a lot of his posts, um, in a lot of his videos, he's like, what if Instagram were to leave? Like, what if, what if that platform was completely gone? How would you still be able to sustain a business? And in my mind, I was like, is this kind of a weird collab kind of testing to let people be aware of really how everything is going? Like, what is, what is your business around? Because I know a lot of people, their business is heavily run on Facebook and on Instagram. And this is one of those things where he was saying, you know, diversity is key. You need to be using your, you, you know, you use Facebook, you use Instagram, you use voice, you use podcasts, you use blogs. There's so many other platforms that you can use and diversification is key just in case any of those platforms were to go away. Um, and that's where I realized that this was a prime example of how it's really good to diversify your platforms. So for me, I, even though I may be new to all of this podcasting, the YouTube, the using blogs and um, using social media and kind of incorporating all of that, at least it's an attempt to start to have some more awareness or just a basic understanding, just so that if this were ever to happen again, like if Facebook were completely all gone, if Instagram was completely gone, if a WhatsApp was completely gone, there are other platforms or other apps that I could use to still reach out to you guys and to still share my message with you. So I'm really excited that at least if any of those were to go away, that I would have the other platforms. I would be able to use YouTube. I would be able to use um, Snapchat. I would be able to use Twitter. Use all of those other platforms to my advantage to help continue the message. So I really, that was a huge eye-opener for me, but it also wanted me to encourage you guys just in case any of those were to ever happen, especially if you have your own business, it's you have to think about a, how do I even have an email list if anything were to go back to having to have an email list, to losing all of these platforms, for example, if for whatever reason, in terms of government starts to restrict the kind of communication a particular app can have with the public, do you have an email list? Do you have a text information? Do you have a way to reach your customers, even if you were to have any of these platforms? So that's a really good eye opener and a ref like a nice reminder for us to not to have this tunnel vision of like, 
we are set with these platforms. This is how I'm going to make our money and that's it. Especially for those of you who completely make your money off of Facebook and Instagram. Um, those 14 hours were definitely um, a very trying time. And for me, I hadn't tried promoted listings before or promoted posts before on Instagram. And I wanted to try it for my Poshmark video just to see how if it was really beneficial or if the ROI was even worth it in the long run. Um, and what's unfortunate was that I had started that promotion the same day as the little Instagram, as Instagram went down. So I didn't really get as much of a reach as I had initially thought I was going to get. And that's really unfortunate, but that's also a good way and a reminder for me that if you do rely on a platform and play by their rules, that unfortunately there may be some sides that are some effects that may not go or work in my favor. And that's just the cost of doing business that even though you want to, it's all trial and error, um, that anything can happen at any time. Um, what is good though, in terms of the marketing and promoted, uh, posts on Instagram is the cost of marketing is super, super cheap. And so far I've had the reach in terms of using those promoted posts, has been really good. I have seen an increase in likes in terms of clicks to my website, uh, to my YouTube channel. I've had an increase in subscribers. So I've definitely seen, especially towards once Instagram started working again, at least 24 hours and people were back on the app. I noticed that there was a lot of people that were finally seeing my um, posts and there were people clicking on my website, on my YouTube videos. So I do see the benefit of using that whole uh, sponsor post on Instagram. And I definitely encourage people, if you are an actual physical business and you need to drive traffic to your actual Instagram page or your physical address to definitely utilize those promoted listings or promoted posts, because it is definitely beneficial. It definitely helps you with the algorithm on Instagram. And it's a huge benefit just to create those clicks. I mean, it's about $5 a day, or you can actually create $1 to $2 a day. You have a specific budget on Instagram. You cr create your own budgeting marketing strategy, which if this was years ago, that would have been really expensive. So the cost of doing ads on Instagram is ridiculously cheap. And I would highly recommend if you are a business person to utilize that and to do it in a very creative way. So that was one of the benefits of this week that I really want to take away is never be a 100% reliant on a single social media platform and don't be 100% reliant on one e-commerce platform. Diversification is 100% key. And I always told this in my one of my early on YouTube videos, whether or not you should have a side hustle. And that is the reason being that even if you do have a full-time job, that anything could always happen. An industry could evolve or change. I look at the retail industry, how many stores are closing in terms of Payless, in terms of Victoria's Secrets, um, in terms of gaps. There are so many stores that are closing this year and it's all about the evolution of certain retail stores and their branding. So that is just an example of that. Always have a side hustle, whether it's selling on e-commerce or sell, having a little Etsy store, creating some trinkets or unique items. Or if you are, uh, I have a lot of people that are 
friends that do have other rental properties. That is another means of income so that if anything were to happen at your day job or God forbid that you have a health or medical issue that does happen, that you have another machine that is going on the side that hopefully maybe you can transition on and have that really run at full speed to have that extra income. And it's really important, especially for people who, you know, I know are struggling out there and I have been there too. It's all about take doing the small steps to get that extra money to give you that one step a little bit closer to your ultimate goal, whatever it may be. So whether it's taking surveys in your spare time, using that money to buy on items on Amazon, buying items on Amazon for your own personal use, or even flipping it on another platform, there are definitely different ways and strategies of making extra money so that you can make extra money and flip items online and get to your ultimate goal. So that is something I really want to emphasize on here because, you know, life is, it's honestly, it's one huge game, especially when it comes to technology. I feel like every single day, every single week, there is something constantly changing and each platform is evolving and it's all about attention. So definitely figure out what you want to do to maximize your time. Um, the next thing I do want to talk about is um, if you are in San Antonio, there will be a Posh and Sip on April 25th. The link is not up yet. It's going to be on Eventbrite and look for the Posh and Sip. And once that becomes available, I'll talk more of it, talk more about that on my next podcast. So that's really exciting. This will be my first Posh and Sip. I have not gone to that huge conference that they've had in Dallas in the past. And I have not gone to a single Posh and Sip. I have gone to a little Poshmark meetup in February. So it'll be nice to network and meet more people in San Antonio. And if you have not heard my story, I have not. I just moved to San Antonio almost four years ago and I'm trying to network and meet new people and very like-minded people and hopefully challenge each other to get better at whatever goals that we have and to really make uh, the most of every single day because life is way too short to not try to live out your dreams and be the best that you can be every single day. Um, And finally, I want to end on the note of some of the new YouTube videos I will be posting soon and I have to make the time for it. So on top of all of my other things that I want to do, I do want to make the first video, which is going to be my thoughts on the Poshmark affiliate program. And I'm going to film that tonight if I have some energy. And I also want to make a YouTube video on my first impressions of the Rodan and Fields and what the current pricing is. My boss, she gave me free Rodan and Fields Uh, beauty products beauty treatments and the reason why she gave me that was because I was letting her know like my skin has changed especially going into my 30s I've I've noticed I and I've my family members especially my moms and my sister like my aunts they tell me like every 10 years your your skin does start to change and I haven't really felt that change or saw that change until recently where I'm starting to definitely see some changes in my face and I want to prevent you know the usual signs of skin spots and uh, wrinkles and just signs of aging so she gave me a lot she gave me six bottles for free which I had someone on Instagram mention that they wanted to um for me to do a review on it so that I could give an honest review because I guess a lot of other beauty people are sponsored but this is um something if you want to know how much each of those cost um one of the bottles alone was a lot of money hold on going to look it up right now 
And the reason why I looked it up is because I have been following at Thrift to Travel. And if you are unfamiliar with her, she looks, she sells a lot of beauty products to help her stay out of debt uh, while traveling. So I was looking up these Rodan and Fields. The first one was a daily cleansing mask. And the daily cleansing mask is $34.50 with free shipping and the other one is the sensitive skin treatment, which is about $50 plus $5 shipping. And the pore minimizing toner was $25, currently trending at $26.75. So these items are not cheap at all. So I got these for free. So this way I, and I wanted to share those amounts with you guys because I will be keeping these items for myself. It is not for resale. I really do want to see how well it works and I will make a, I will make a YouTube video about that for my honest impressions first day and then after a week and then after a month. So I definitely want to share that with you, especially since I'm trying to also do some beauty items on a budget. So hopefully this week I'm going to push myself as I always do, try to list more items, try to try to push myself to sell more items and save more items because my trip to Chicago is just around the corner. It's going to be in May and for sure I will be doing some videos about that during the trip because Chicago in the summertime is great. So I'm starting to lose my voice. I'm going to leave this podcast here. So as always, I hope you have a really great week and that you find different ways to save and sell one day at a time.